Welcome to the Vita Poetica Journal podcast. We're an online journal featuring creative work explored through a spiritual lens and a publication of the Vita Poetica Arts and Faith Collective. We've reached the final episode of our season, and to close us off, we have the poet Evie Nochel reading two of her poems, A Nick to the Heart is a Fatal Wound, and A Desperate Plea from Your Buddhist Serial Killer. Evie Nochel lives with OCD, Ehlers-Danlos Syndrome, severe chronic pain, and an assortment of delightful rescued animals. Her work has received multiple Pushcart nominations and generous support from the North Carolina Arts Council, Vermont Studio Center, Headland Center for the Arts, United Arts, Culture, and Animals Foundation, and iPark. Here's our poet. My name is Veronica Noschel, and the concept for this poem came about as a result of years I've worked in animal advocacy and animal rescue. A lot of the animals you encounter in this kind of work have pretty tragic backstories, and most of the time humans tend to be the villains of those stories. Over the years, some of those animals I've met along the way have come home with me and become my family, and while I can protect them from the people and places they came from while they're here with me, as a Buddhist, I've wondered what happens at the end of their lives when I can't be there to protect them anymore. Each nick to the heart is a fatal wound. My arms feel so empty. I stand 12 pounds short, a little dog less. I guess losing just two-thirds of a pound of flesh per year should be a bargain. That, and just a small sliver of muscle cut from my heart that will never grow closed. A tiny bit extra, thrown in like a tip to your server. Death is always demanding a little more than it's due. It taps its foot and sighs loudly, even as we gasp our goodbyes. So now I'm going to write this down, make a thousand copies, and hand them out like tragic none-of-your-business cards, because every time I'm asked where you are, I feel my faith in pure, reckless joy dying in my arms again and again. I hear it crying out through your death rattle, shivering under the crushing weight that presses life from your lungs as you claw at the walls and unconsciously try to bite at the escaping air. It's the sound you make as you claw at bleeding bits of your own muscle in a desperate fight to remain, even as you're dragged down, sinking hopelessly away. It's a literal fight to the death. You do that to stay with me. Or because samsara sucks you out and leaves you shivering on the blood-slick floor. And that's how your life begins again. Plopped into a world you'll no doubt need rescuing from again. Humans take advantages of naive little animals. Statistics show you'll be caged among the other confused, abandoned, and lost. It's how we give shelter the best way we know how. If you're lucky, you'll only be caged with good intentions. But we'll also cage you for sale, for convenience, for science, for money. Something you'll never fully understand, and I hope you never have to try. Your mother may live in a box forever, producing young for auction for her owner, for an impulse buyer, for a sucker, prone to buying raw, unfinished affection, wiggling, whining hope, wrapped up in a shelf-stable packaged at the mall. Would you like to hold the puppy? 
While a long-haul truck ride away, his mother's jaw disintegrates a little bit more with every warm, wiggling litter taken from her because her body protects her puppies at all costs. Calcium for their sweet little bones has to come from somewhere, and it ain't coming from that tin pail of old Roy circulating with a clang from cage to cage. It keeps them alive, but with not one thing to spare. And so she finds it hard and harder to crush the hard, one-size-fits-all kibble made for mouths of dogs that could swallow her whole. Such an ignorant species. We are clumsy when it comes to love. All finesse when it comes to greed. So, knowing all this to be true, here I stand, helpless, useless. It's completely out of my hands, and still I know my responsibility. I've spent every second that I've known you trying to be of some worth to you, to all of you. But now, here I am, a guard dog with no bark, no teeth, my pink, drooling gums unable to delay, let alone waylay death, when it rips you from my arms in cruel, fetid silence, or meticulously sucks the fight out of a thousand strays. It steals without effort, without hesitation, and I'm left holding your empty corpse, calling frantically after you, pick a good, no, a safe rebirth, please, please, please. Unintelligibly repeating through blubbery tears, don't let us hurt you long after the vet takes your body for burning. My name is Veronica Noshal, and when I was writing this poem, one of the key images that came to mind harkened back to a scene in an old Hitchcock movie that takes place atop a Ferris wheel where a killer is looking down on the crowd below and he asks his companion, how much would he really care if any of the tiny dots below them dropped to the ground and stopped moving? A desperate plea from your Buddhist serial killer. How could you? How dare you force my hand to pull the trigger, then watch this tiny line of semicolons scatter, then freeze forever? It's not even the kill, but the aftermath. Cleaning up the bodies, I can't escape the heartbreak when one tiny dot and comma pauses to inspect a face among the recently dead jamming a fist made of guilt and breakfast under the cleft of my ribcage. How dare you? How dare you force your lives into my hands? I don't want to lie sleepless all night hating myself, and so I decide to take on the veil of the nocturnal predator, killing you in the dark so I can't see what I crush or identify the tiny pop that ends your scrambling, hardwired mission. I'm not fooled by my own guile. If you have blood, it is on my hands. I didn't ask for this. Why must I be your executioner? God damn it, sugar ants. I tried everything I could. I would never come into your house armed with semi-automatic poisons, so why do you slither your wobbly lines into mine? Why mock my efforts to handle this peacefully? Still, you drool one after another and another out of the outlet tethered to my electric toothbrush. Clearly, you feed upon blue sparks and the death-teasing joy of watching my iniquitous madness that grows with every one of your little murders. That was Evie Nochel reading her poem, A Desperate Plea from Your Buddhist Serial Killer. 
and before that, her poem, A Nick to the Heart is a Fatal Wound. This concludes the season of our podcast, but I encourage you to head to our website to explore some of the pieces that were not included in the podcast. And you can find the link to that in today's episode description. You can learn more about Vita Poetica at the website in our podcast description, www.vitapoetica.org, where you can find details on submitting to the journal and other ways to get involved. Thanks for listening, and more soon.